G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who will bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and tonight I'm joined by ex-co-host, the current host of the Pod Pod. Welcome, Dossie. How are you, mate? Good, thank you, Hef. And yourself? Yeah, couldn't, I can't really complain. Still on school holidays, as we mentioned last week, so Absolutely. I'm uh, pretty relaxed at the moment. Doing okay. What's been happening, mate? Oh, just same old, really. Yeah. Yeah. Same old, same old stuff. Yeah. Yeah, just a bit of footy, bit of podcasting. I noticed you brought your uh, Kookaburra's uh, beanie in. How are the Kookaburra's going this year? Mighty Cookers, yeah. yeah. Now we got the W on the weekend. Yeah. Um, looking, you know... Hopefully some finals at the end of the year still on the cards. So. Now, I'm not sure if I talked about this on the pod the other week, but uh, Louis and I, from Louis from the Pod Pond and I, we mm. came and watched one of your games. You did. Dossie is the uh, the king of junk time, we uh, discovered. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> you guys left before the junk time started, yeah. though. But. Well, yeah, we left it halfway through the well, the start of the third, start of the fourth quarter, actually. Yeah. Apparently, you racked up after that, so we didn't see oh. much of you before that. So oh, I wouldn't say racked up. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys probably saw about two touches from the three quarters probably, that you yeah, did actually. see. It was a wet day it wasn't really your conditions for that absolutely not that you are but uh yeah no it was uh no good to no, see you thanks for coming again. though mate no, appreciate that no I looked to the sidelines didn't know you were gonna come yep. so yeah it was me a nice and, touch me off and louis my two sons yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh how's your keeper league team going let's talk about the important stuff keeper league team is flying yeah. so while you know my it's well publicized my classic team not going as planned this year my yep. keeper league team is um absolutely firing so yeah top of the ladder Heading into what? How many rounds are there left for us? Probably only a couple here. We've so, got two, so you're probably about the same, yeah. Yeah, so 12 wins, two losses. Yeah, um, oh, that's right. With the most points for, haven't lost in a while, just came off a big W against our regular guest on this show, Checkers. Well, I think Checkers actually dubbed you as the Gold Coast Sons of your league earlier this year. Now he's sitting top. What Jeez. was he talking about? I have no idea. I've been, <laughs> I've been up there all year. Yeah, so. I think it was round two or something. He, he dubbed oh, your okay, team yeah. So. No, I started a bit slow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, pumped a few trades as well this year, which I was saying pre-show as well. But yeah, um, yeah it's nice to have just an active um, keeper league. We've still got a couple of uh, couple of stragglers. Looking at you, Goodsy. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a couple of guys struggling. But um, overall, it's it's pretty competitive. Like we've got Louis from the Pod Pod. We got um, checkers in there from the people that. Would, you'd know and yeah. then um, there's plenty of other people that just love their fantasy yeah. as well so some of your mates who I've met before that absolutely love their fantasy yeah. too yeah nah, no. that's a good league fair enough alright well my team actually got the dubs on the weekend against Ooh. the um, against the bottom play side so very, <laughs> very nice very good nice. to get that one the, uh, famously the week before I lost to K's um, oh. by seven points uh, was he on the show that week? No, nah, he was on the show the week before. So he was okay. talking about how he was going to win, and okay. ended up did win. And so um, it was, uh, I needed um, I needed seven points from Brayshaw in the second half. So seven points more than Jackson in the second half, and he didn't get it. Oh, <laughs> so okay. it was one of those bad beats. Mm. But uh, this week finally got the win, and um, Case had the loss. So we've uh, switched places on the ladder again, and we're both fighting out for the um, the last place in the finals in our sides. Ooh, so yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting who's we're going to get. Up. We, we I think currently we're both fifth and sixth out of a sixteen finals, but there's there's another team that's sitting seventh who's knocking the door down a bit as well. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see who makes it. I just hope I don't get the bullets. Like, I, I'm already seeing bullets come at the wrong time. So, like, yep. for instance, Dunkley is yep. in my squad. Did the Should calf. be back this week, though, right? Chera, looking Chera's like he's potentially yeah. missing this week. Yeah. Tom Mitchell randomly now is the sub. Well, he was managed um, this week. And well, they took Pendles off really early, so I think the plan was to give them half a game each yeah, to kind of freshen so them up. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is just a. You know, a temporary yeah. moment for my team. It's probably and it's better not, to have uh, it now than later. 
So, yeah, it's probably not the worst I've got to say, though, I've still got one guy I'm holding, <laughs> holding out hope on the bench for all season long. Paddy Dow. William Brody. <laughs> <laughs> Will Brody. <laughs> not sure if that was He's going to be in the pool in quite by, the, by final time, I think. You have taken yeah. over him, yeah, at the moment. But, uh, anyways, all right, we'll get stuck into the show in a second. But uh, first, I'll mention this podcast is brought to you by Game Day Squad. Uh, create, coach, and compete in fantasy football with Game Day Squad. Uh, if you haven't played before, you open digital packs and get cards to make your team instead of selecting uh, players from a player pool and different types of cards are worth different amounts of points so it's not just the stock standard fantasy scoring um, you can get multipliers and things like that in there and you get free cards for logging in each week I finished in the top 20 again this week Dossie did you just yep and now I've uh, what I've been doing when I finish in the top 20 I've been giving my packs away um, oh, that I win can so, you give me one well, come on the live stream Wednesday night Dossie <laughs> uh, you're more than welcome um, I think you're yeah, I've been recording the last yeah, few weeks I, I did pop yeah. on for a brief moment yep. um, last week yep. saw you open a couple of cards the numbers have been going really well actually on the uh, on the live stream no, so yeah I'm more just, people to get on there more I'm free just cards just trying to log into my account now to see how many old squads going yeah do you remember to set it last week no <laughs> <laughs> not this week but I, I yeah no I get the concept I like it it's yeah, a good yeah. game nah, it's come a long way and it's only going to get better and better and there's a few um, yeah a few things in the works for next year that uh, were spoken about in the live stream last week you can go back and watch that one on YouTube All won't right. get into I'll too much of it now it but uh, yeah, yeah create coach and compete in fantasy footy with Game Day Squad head to gamedaysquad.com.au to check that all out alright let's get into the most relevant names of the week I feel like we're talking about the first guy every second or third week. We talked about him last week, that's for sure. And that's Ollie Florent. Oh, yeah. 103 points off that halfback flank, but pushed forward and kicked a couple of goals as well. So, he's kind of running up and down that wing a little bit. Yeah. Um, back-to-back good scores. Can he keep it up, Dossie? No, a funny story. My old man, so he's in his second year playing fantasy. Yeah, the, window, the window tappers. The window tappers, yeah. Yep. He used to tap on the window when we were recording <laughs> the podcast, <laughs> yep. which is why he's called the window tapper. That was his own name. Yep. Um, he picked him up in classic and <laughs> really? uh, I paid him out big time about it. Yeah. And I don't know what's happening. So, what, just Jake Lord out and he just thrives? Well, oh, I don't know. We'll talk about um, Harry Cunningham in a second because he's the one who seems to um, go with Jake Lloyd. But, yeah, Jake Lloyd missed last week, I guess, as well. So, that probably does. He just racks up heats of, um, yeah, cheap pill or- you know, cheaper appeal when Lloyd isn't there. It was just mm. less distribution of the footy. So that probably makes sense. Um, just going to have to wait and see what happens when Lloyd does come back this week. And But yeah, back-to-back good scores. I think that's a fair assessment though. I wouldn't be getting too excited until we see Lloyd back in the side with him too. Yeah. He's, he's like older than, he's a guy that's like older than you think too. Yeah, yeah, he? no. He's been around. He's been like on the cusp like of being good for so long. Well, maybe even 26. I don't really know. Sam feels like he's been around for ages. So 24. 24. There anyway, you go. Pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> young enough. Uh, Justin McInerney is another about the same age, isn't he? Um, 97 mm. points on that wing. He's an up and down prospect though, isn't he? You, <sighs> Massively. Can't, you can't trust him. Yeah. I remember he went like, what did he go? Like 130 in the JLT a couple yeah. of years ago and everyone jumped on. And he had the status, I reckon, as yeah, well. Yeah. And everyone jumped on and yeah, just ended up burning it. He's very much a hot and cold player. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah. not really one to get too excited about. Harry Cunningham as well. I just this guy always pops into my mind when a defender goes out of Sydney. He generally seems to step up the following week. So that's all I'm saying about him. Never a Harry Cunningham truth. I no. got paid out massively on the draft doctors' days. Yeah, we did the draft kit, and I just didn't include him. Fair enough. And I'm like, <laughs> he's not that good. Yeah, anyway. he, like I think he had one good season in there that might yeah. have turned a few heads. But again, like he only seems to go well when someone's missing. So I wouldn't, you know, put any money on him. That's for sure. Mm. Uh, Joel Lamardi had 80 points. Um, 
that time in the ruck helps, but um, that he's been getting uh, when he, in recent times. Hickey was dropped this week, so that gave him a little bit of a bump. Do you think Peter Laddams just comes straight back into the side? Because I think he's fit this week. Or do you think he runs around the VFL for a bit? Who? What's their matchup? It's probably dependent on whether they need a ruck, I'd yeah, say. That is a good question. Um, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. I don't think it... Maybe Richmond? I can't actually remember. But yeah, uh, yeah that's probably something that's worth uh, checking out. The Fremantle, so they've got. And they've got a what? Sean Darcy-less Fremantle. Yeah, Luke so. Jackson. So they might yeah. just roll with it if they're happy, if they're comfortable with that. I mean, yeah, like... It worked last week, didn't it? Yeah, Against true. the dogs, they got the win. Yeah, so. so they might roll with it again. But I don't think it'll last too long. I think Laddams is going to come back in at some stage if he's yeah. fit and firing again, given that they dropped Hickey. Um, and they're not playing the other one, Lachlan McAndrew. Mm. They're just not playing him. So they must want Laddams as their guy. Um, now, this is a big call. Is it time to bring Callum Mills back to the podcast? So, 71 points on the weekend. What in, what in your eyes, what's going on with him, Doss? Uh, we kind of talked about it on the pod pod because, um, like tonight, because he's a big, big player in the classic yeah. community as well. And everyone's jumped him. on because he because he obviously got the injury score and his price went down. So he's kind of been the talk of town in classic as well. Yeah, and he's just not delivered. Um, he's getting the centre bounces. You would have thought with um, Chad Warner out as well that it might benefit him getting a few more touches. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. He, he sort of. He does I a lot of jobs. Like he yeah, does, that's yeah. it. He's kind of like the yeah gets plugs the holes for him. Yeah, so he can play. He can play. Still playing defense, well, but play just not playing the wing. Like he's got on the wing a lot. I think just the rise of Goulden and like Louis on the pod. He reckons it's also the rise of Robottom yeah. that he thinks is just hurting Taking him. That like, there's role. just a lot more pill to go around um, on those young players rising up this year. There's and, just so many midfielders. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I just don't see him rising back I up. St- uh, I still kind of think. Like at his best, I still think he's gonna be he's gonna bounce back to being a hundred plus guy. I still see that. It's personally. too um yeah, it's it's probably too early to write him off, but I thought it was just yeah, interesting to one to chat about. Uh speaking of the classic, bit of a Hestradramas uh call here. We've got the Oracle and the and the, oh, yeah. the Doracle next to me as well. <laughs> yeah. Um I uh I was thinking Mills or do I back James Jordan to score more than Mills this week? Oh. And bring in James Jordan. <laughs> I was pretty happy with that. Like the 77 scored six more points. Mills and that's the two I was tossing up between. Yeah. 77 from Jordan plus like a shitload cheaper and now juicy low break even. All right. Just got to hope he holds around for three yeah, weeks. Well done, and I'll that's be able to trade him out. <laughs> but anyway. Some buzz tendencies. <laughs> well, I had nothing else to do because I was just like had no cash and injuries galore. So I had to mm. go down to someone and that was it. Um Aaron Norton is the next one from in that same game. So, 99 points. He's just in good form at the moment, but we just know he's a goal-dependent forward. Um, he's the type of player that could win you win you a Keeper League final, though, I think. Um, if he's like if you've got him on field and he kicks a bag type thing as well, do you think he can keep up this form or do you think it's going to be a week-to-week proposition? Week-to-week. I dropped yeah. him actually myself. Like, I had him most of the year waiting for this patch yeah. he just never came you've like, always been a big Norton truther yeah I kind of I just like having him He's, he is that perfect kind of streamer like yeah. yeah I don't know he goes on a run and he'll kick bags for a few weeks and then you kind of drop him back but yeah yeah look if he's in a hot vein of form at the moment I mean is this his first like big score I think he had, had a couple? big one last week as well yeah I'd just ride the form but um, yeah definitely just keep an eye on those matchups because 
yeah, for whatever reason this year, he's certainly been one that's kind of struggled a bit more um, than usual. Maybe just losing. Who, who'd they? They lost a key forward this year, didn't they? Or they gained another No, they one. got Lob and they dropped Lob and then they mm. have Bruce that they're playing in defence. Um, but Jamara Ugelhagen and him have yeah, been- Yeah, well, the, he's the just taking a step up, yeah, really, yeah, that's, hasn't yeah, that's it? So, thing. maybe just a couple less goals. And just way less so. dependent on him there. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we'll move on to- Did the- Mills come back to the podcast, by the way? No, not officially. No, okay. I thought it was probably just worth talking about. Okay. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next game, the Friday night game. Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> now, you sent me a pretty funny post um, from the footy with Broden Kelly, so which is my new oh, favourite yeah, yeah. podcast at the moment. I've been yeah. talking about it a lot. And- um, yeah, he left the left, game, left the game early yeah. and posted a selfie of himself just looking sad at the train station. Have you seen the apology today? <laughs> yeah, the press yeah, conference. So it was uh, very, very funny. So, yeah, if you haven't checked out the uh, the footy with Broden Kelly, it's a, it's a good one. Um, yeah. Not if you like accurate football facts, <laughs> but if you just like two blokes talking footy and it's quite humorous, then, yeah, get on that podcast. That game, though, far yeah, out. Absolutely crazy. crazy. Well, yeah, like it, it probably made sense for someone to walk out Halfway through the yeah. third quarter, oh, if you're yeah. a Melbourne supporter, we'll start of the third quarter. If you're, a, oh, he wouldn't have been quarter, alone. Put it that way. Yeah, we said there was other what he referred to as dogs on the train, owning <laughs> 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 up to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's just talk about this one for a little bit. So Jakey Melksham, um, I think it's probably a tip of the cap more than anything. But 87 mm. points, two goals. He was the match winner in this game. So good on him. Unbelievable. Yeah. And um, just yeah, a two of the cap. Just popped up and did a few nice things. Ten, he had yeah. What was it? Ten marks. Yeah. So. Ridiculous. Um, I wonder how him, uh, Stephen May, I wonder if he went and gave him a high five afterwards or something like that or whether no, they that, clear. I just saw that. I was like, well, apparently, yeah, apparently they are mates and stuff and they were like right next to each other. Maybe they just- I, I was yeah. wondering, because I was wondering, I'm like, is that a PR stunt? They, they <laughs> put them next to each other. He was like giving him a hug. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were, I, I noticed that they were right next to each other in okay. the song. So, I wonder if the PR team was like, come on, guys, this is the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Give me, give, me, give me a high five. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the only other player in that game of note really is Zach Bailey, just another guy who's just so up and down and always mentioned on this podcast every third or second or third week, it feels like. Just such an almost players. Um, CBA's kind of dipped this week, but still scored okay. And that was on the back of kicking two goals. Feels like he's never going to be... Like, when he goes in the midfield, he misses out on those goals to get his scoring up. And when he goes up forward, he kind of misses out on those yeah. CBAs and those kind of midfield mix. I just feel like he just doesn't have all the tools to be a fantasy gun, but a handy one for your keep leagues to have. Yeah. Um, could I just touch on two... or? Just a couple of players. Absolutely. Um, sorry if you have talked about him, but like Jared no. Lyons. Um, no. Do you reckon he's just going to- I think he's in strife. Yeah, when Dunkley comes back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dunks Especially back. after yeah, a loss. Dunks is back, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. The other player I wanted to touch on, like, are we? Are you completely out on Jared Berry now? Like, yeah, pretty much. Subbed. Yeah. Again, yeah. like- Doesn't have a look in that inside so role, really. Weird, yeah. like, for him. Do you think he has a prospects elsewhere, or do Perhaps, you, do you I just think, think like he's just- what, well, what do you see him as? Do you see him as an inside or an outside mid? Like, like I just, I had faith early of an yeah, inside yeah. mid role. Like, he's he's got the big body. He's had a couple of massive games in great roles. And yes, uh, no, it's just a weird one for me. I'm yeah. like, I just don't know what's going on there. I think wingers in general are gross this year. Like, Josh Dacos is the best yeah. one. Yeah, and then I like, do think he, they yeah, fall away right. so It's quick. probably just the role that he can't yeah, get yeah. at Brisbane. But yeah. Anyway. And they've, then they're trying a few other kids on there as well mm. at the moment too. So, um, yeah, like Jasper Fletcher's come in there as well. Yeah. yeah done all right. Yeah, um, it looks good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to the next game, the Collingwood versus Fremantle game. Braden Maynard is the next one I want to talk about. So, before he got injured, he was actually on a bit of a run. Comes back and he tons up again. I'm thinking he might be just playing a bit more attacking at the moment, less defensive. Because with more Murphy and now Howe comes back, 
to kind of play more lockdown roles and like the intercept kind of my or how plays that kind of intercept roles. Mm. It lets Maynard attack just a little bit more, I think. And he's actually averaging ninety three in his last month. So yeah, he's tempting. He's still on still on free agency pools out there too. At in, least uh, I think he's in, think he's in mine. Yeah, so um, yeah, he's one to watch. He, he's putting together some nice games, but yeah. I don't know. Is, is it maybe, um, yeah, did you mention, yeah, like Jeremy Howe being back and playing that defensive role? Yeah, that's role. what I was yeah. saying, yeah. So, maybe he's doing the lockdown role a bit more yeah. and then Maynard's just getting off the chain a bit. So I rate it. Yeah. I've got him in my keeper leg and I've been very happy with him because a few years ago he was looked like a player on the verge and then felt like every one of their key defenders just got injured on every I'm lockdown. I'm going to go look if, see if he's available, to be honest, because <laughs> I think that's a nice little- Snap that one up. Nice little defender there. All right. Uh, move on to Darcy Moore. Just a tip of the cap. Had 85 points. And you, when you take eight marks, you'll probably do that most weeks. Um, let's move on to some free players though. Neil Erasmus, 115 points. Yeah. Um, only the six CBAs, but around the stoppage, like starts in the wing, just goes to the stoppage and play like another midfielder. There's a few out there that do that. Um, I reckon just owners would be just happy to finally see something. What do you oh, make of his game? Oh, for sure. Just because he's he's that buzz name in yep. fantasy community, especially keeper leagues, waiting for this moment. And yeah, to top score and play really well. And the coach actually mentioned it afterwards, like that he he was one that really stood up. So yeah, yeah, you love to see it as a as a fantasy coach that's hoping for this, hoping to see this. And um, yeah, it's good to see as well, Neil Erasmus. Yeah, hundred percent. We game. we saw um, who was it? Matthew Johnson is that his name. Yeah, Matthew Johnson. Like a few weeks ago. Can't, like kind of step up and now he's seeing Neil Erasmus. They're the two that probably everyone wanted to see. And also um, probably not do it like you probably would have thought this game would have come as a pure inside mid. Like yeah, you exactly. said, he's at the stoppages, but he wasn't getting mass CBAs nah. or anything like that. No, nah, just so moving in. But to, yeah, like- see, to see this performance, yeah, it's exactly what you want as a keeper league. Like if you're going to look to keep him and stash him or whatever. Absolutely. Uh, Luke Jackson had 88 points, but I guess the big talking point is Sean Darcy went down. Has there been any news on that? Uh, I, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. When I saw it, it looked like a knee. And then later on at the quarter time break, they just said, oh, no, it's actually an ankle. So, okay. it might not be as bad, but I still think it might keep him out for a couple of weeks. So. Yeah. Well, we know bad ankles can also take you out for quite some time. That's true. If it's a Cindy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, mm. Luke Jackson owners would be pretty happy with him. Oh, Given that yeah. his forward status, you just got to hope that you don't have them handcuffed like you've got another ruck in there so you can play him in your forward line because yeah. otherwise you're just kind of replacing but him. yeah he could he could potentially come flying home and you feel for um, Darcy owners Absolutely. as well if they're about to hit finals hopefully maybe you can plug that hole with a solder or something for a couple of weeks find the, those yeah. rucks off the wire I know the um, the Darcy owner in our league g'day Shakes if you're listening um, <laughs> it doesn't have a backup ruck was mm. sitting top before this round uh, lost and dropped a fourth. That's how tight our league is. Right, and he's going to he's gonna have a donut leading into finals by the yeah. sounds. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think you might have been a fan of this guy. You've, I reckon you've just mentioned him before, maybe just as a, as a cheap option, but Corey Wagner. Oh, I don't reckon it's me. No, nah, it wasn't you. You might, you might have mentioned him before just as a, mm. a cheap option, but 81 points. Um, just looked all right coming off half back. Um, I think with Hayden Young out, that might be helping you yeah. a bit. You know what? I, oh, I actually saw him. So, he played the game at Gather Round. Um, oh, yeah. That was yep. his debut, at, I think. At Nord. Do- uh, yeah. Debut for um, Freo, yeah. Yeah, for Freo, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah d- didn't use the ball great, I remember that day, <laughs> yeah. uh, unfortunately for well, him. Do you have his disposal efficiency up? Uh, not sure, but game? I was looking at his super coach score and it was uh, way less okay. than the Dream Team. <laughs> yeah, no, you know then. what I want to mention just for, for Freo, and I've seen he didn't even play. I checked the waffle as well because I've snapped this guy up off the free agency pool. 
man, now would have been the perfect time for Heath Chapman to come in without Hayden Young, but yeah. he's still injured. Yeah, damn. And um, but I'd definitely keep monitoring him if you're like desperate for a defender. Just depending on if Hayden Young's returns delayed or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, even still, if you're yeah, really like desperate, he, Heath Chapman's probably on your pool. Like at this point, yeah. and he might for the last few weeks if he finally gets back. Yeah. You know they. They really need him at the moment. If Chapman's fit, he's in regardless. I think yeah. he's in their best twenty-two. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a good waiver play. My fear is just like season's dead. Let's just give him the rest of the year off and get well, him right for yeah, next and year. And if he's not well. playing waffle, that's probably yeah, yeah. a very bad sign for his return. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's move on to the Gold Coast St Kilda game. The Rat is back. Rory Atkins, mm. one hundred and twenty points, and this is actually back-to-back tons. He had a ton against Port Adelaide the week before, who are notoriously a very hard team mm. to score against. Um, I didn't actually see much of this game, but I flicked over at halftime because I was watching the Frio-Collingwood game, which was the shitter game. I just had more fantasy players yeah, and, yeah. and Andrew Bashaw was playing. So, like, that's, Fair I just watch him. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, uh, but what I did see, like, he would take a mark in, like, you know, the kick out from defense and sometimes he'd take the kick outs, but, like, he'd be in a back pocket, he'd receive and it would just be, like, a short chip kick and then he would get to the next contest and like get into the hole for the next one and then yeah. chip again and then go forward. So, just like the right type of fantasy footy game. Yeah, the thing is, can it be trusted? Well, Saints. <laughs> yeah, let's that's just, the other thing let's as Let's well. just not- yeah, But he did it against Port Adelaide. The and and also, let's just not mention- Let's we have to mention as well, Stephen King's first game at the helm, got yep. the dubs. Yep. Um, I think the next, the next guy, unless you've already- Yeah, the next guy we're going to talk about is probably the one that I took more out of yeah. but well, that's Sam Flanders yeah, so. like Rory Atkins he's been a great play this year at least just for a heartbeat and yeah the last couple of weeks I, I personally wouldn't think it's going to keep going but if he's, if he's got the license to be the user in yeah. the new system, then yeah. Oh, I'm an owner. Well, I picked him up in the mid-season draft and he's kind of like my D5 at the moment. So, I'm not complaining with Just scores looking because like, like was, yeah. So, um, who's the user that they have on the on the wing usually? Because when he's back in, I'd imagine he's going to just get that pill more. Weller, you mean? Yeah. When yeah. Lockie Weller's back, I think that's just, you know, back it, to Roy yeah. Atkins of old kind of thing. But yeah, true. Maybe. Or maybe he just kind of sits in like deeper in defence. But Sam yeah. Flanders. Yeah, let's talk about Sam Flanders. 120 points. Oh, yeah. Is he the ben- biggest beneficiary of the I think coach, so. Stephen King? I, th- I think so. And I think if you picked him up off the wire a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, like old Dussie did here, <laughs> I think you're going to benefit just massively. I think this is the run that you've been hoping for as a yeah. owner that Stevie Fizz has been preaching on the draft doctors, that the statesman before him was incredibly keen on Flanders as well. Yeah. He's got the pedigree to just rack up. He's actually got the observable thirst to go get it as well. Loves a mark, can lay a tackle in close, just racks up. We've seen him do it at VFL level. I think for the rest of the season, you're going to see 9,500 plus from Sam Flanders. So, if Sam Flanders is the biggest beneficiary of Stephen King, who's the uh, biggest loser? Who, yeah. who went out on the weekend, Toss? Yeah, let's pull one out for the GOAT. Fiorini, <laughs> yeah. reduced to a sub, the disrespect on the great man. Yeah. I was immediately calling for King out, personally. <laughs> Want to see the back of him already. But Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. Yeah, than look, Stewie obviously, that's, that's just- He's going to have to find a new home at the end of the year now. Um, or, I mean, maybe the new, new coach uh, <laughs> next year can can open him up. Maybe Damien Harwick's a fan of Fiorini. But no, for the short term, it's definitely- going to be Flanders. The big um, loser aside from Fairini, of course, going out of the side was David Swallow had his lowest centre bounce yeah. attendances for the year. Obviously that not, makes sense. Obviously not a fantasy player, but look, he's the guy that's going to move out, let Flanders come in, and that's where I see the pathway for Flanders, 50 plus percent centre bounces. 
and being that really strong finisher for the year. Yeah, exciting times. Gun. Uh, look forward to his finish to the season. Um, last week, I tuned into the Pod Pod. I listen to the Pod Pod every week, actually. Oh, I love that. And um, I heard you talking about um, picking um, streamers for the week type thing in your classic side. So, yeah. you know, looking at players that might be have a nice run or a good game coming up and who's going to score well. You pinpointed not a probably the least obvious player, but it was Will Powell you talked yeah. about. And um, then... The, in this game, I was switched over and he was just absolutely racking up. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, Dossie, you, ma- you picked it, mate. You're on fire. Oh, mate. This is a matchup play. So, Will Powell had um, yeah. 118 points and he was just on fire, just marking everything when I was watching. Um, I know we talked about the St. Kilda defense and yeah. St. Kilda playing against St. Kilda's as well. Um, he's just a player that I think just needs to be more consistent because he has all the tools to be a gun. Just doesn't ever quite get there. He does. Yeah, he's, he's one of these up and down players. We probably see one year where he does put it all together, remembering that this year, didn't he come back yep. from injury this yep. year? Like, didn't even start the season. He had a pretty bad injury. It was like a knee yeah. or leg, broken leg yeah. or something like that. I, I might be mistaken. I, I don't think he started the season. He didn't. He didn't no. no. So, he, he was kind of making his way back. So, yeah, I think like a full preseason under his belt, being that number one user for the Suns, that's what he is at the moment. The yeah. fact that Lacocious is clearly going to be staying forward. Yeah. Like, yeah, for keeper leagues, he's definitely one to just, you know, there's no other users back there that are really screaming out yeah. to be, get the ball in their hands. Obviously, Lockie Well is probably just the other one. But he can, so, he's so always between halfback and wing. Yeah, they so need like, him further up. Yeah. So, yeah, Will Power, long-term prospects as a fantasy player, definitely um, on the rise. Yeah, definitely a fan of Will Power. Oh, um, especially, like, especially if they get Hardwick or something and it's like, you know, the slingshot yeah. footy. He's, he's the new Basher Hulu perfect, type yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, ben Ainsworth, uh, one of my favourites, 96 points on the weekend. He's been playing a bit more time on the wing uh, in recent weeks as well, which has been interesting. It's just allowed him. I think like, from what I saw, he was more only forward in this game, but a few weeks he's been playing up on the wing as well. I think he's just a handy forward option, given that he just averages 70 and can pop up you know, with a 90 here and there and things like that. So I like him as an option. Another guy absolutely kissed within the classic world, Marcus Windhager. Oh, yeah. Forced into putting him on the field because of all the injuries and pumped out a ton for us. Yeah, what happened there? Like, I didn't catch all those games. No, you said yeah. you were flicking back and forth. Well, funny, but, funny um, enough, when I did turn it on, the commentators, I think it was Nick Santo, was just talking about how he was playing across the halfback flank. Oh. Yeah, which I found a bit weird. Um, so, apparently, it was on the halfback flank. Looking at his heat map, yeah, it was kind of looked like that. And then it, said, then it said in the third quarter, he went in to do a tagging job on Noah Anderson. So, he played the first half at halfback, apparently. Oh, okay. I didn't see it. This is just Nick Dow Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes these guys are <laughs> like notoriously wrong. Yeah. Can't remember who it was, but I think it was Gary Lyon said someone hadn't touched the ball in five minutes. I think it was Zach Butters. They were like, Zach Butters hasn't touched the ball in the last five minutes. And it's like, he hasn't been on this whole quarter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I don't know how far we can- uh, we yeah. can uh, trust these commentators. Mm. But, yeah, if he's playing that half-back line in that brawl. Could have been a forward tag, though, as well. Yeah, that's so, probably what yeah, I would yeah. have thought. Yeah. yeah I'm, wondering, I'm trying to, like, think who it would be. But Yeah, maybe maybe, uh, maybe a Ratkins. <laughs> that didn't work <laughs> if that's the case. Um, let's move on to the devastating Port Adelaide versus Carlton game. Yeah, how you feeling? You all right? You holding up all right? I'm fine. Like, I'm happy to lean on the- Well, you know, I want Ken Hinkley sack still, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Bring out the sack, Ken uh, calls. <laughs> You know, you've noticed we've only just went on that win streak since he started coaching from the bench and got kicked out of the coach's box. But oh, uh, okay. anyway, <laughs> you see the players come off. They don't go to him. They go to the, they go to the phones. Ken's sitting right there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, uh, Jack Silvani absolutely went nuts. 110 points, four goals. The thing is, like, we just had no real matchup for him. And I, and I was kind of alluding to this before, though. I'll lean on that we had seven 
changes this week, which doesn't really help. Yeah, but a lot of them were like unforced too. Like they dropped yeah, managed four of them front, were four of them were unforced. Like, but yeah, so was, yeah, that's what I mean. Like you can kind of lean on that a little bit too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but for Jack Silvani, Paul had no matchup. So Mackenzie was out. So he was actually injured. So that was a forced one that didn't hurt yeah. us. Yeah. And then Tom Jonas just absolutely sucks. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play another game mm. for Port Adelaide and he's our captain. But that was an absolutely woeful performance from him and that's the only reason why Jack Silvani got off the chain really. Yeah. Um, and he gets that ruck time too with Pitnett and Lysett was awful too. So he was just on top all day. So Jack Silvani, probably a tip of the cap performance. Wouldn't expect it each week. It was just a favourable game this mm. one. Don't mind him though. I like Jack Silvani, yeah. Like just as a, I remember he actually used to play some mid timer a couple of years ago. Yeah. Whenever he played mid, he did awesome. Yeah. It's like, I just think getting that extra bit of ruck time allows him to be around the ball. It's yeah. where he needs to be to be yeah, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting what they do because, well, Tom DeConey is the next guy we're going to talk about, but Pitt now I think is now fit as well. So I don't know whether they yeah. roll with one or um, play two, but. Mix is working for him at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah, so Tom DeConey, 97 points, won the ruck contest and beat Lysette around the ground pretty convincingly. <laughs> I mean, you're going to go to Port Adelaide players now, but there's one guy from Carlton I think we should probably talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you're talking about. What did he score on the weekend? Paddy Dow. <laughs> what did he score? The sub came on for a 46 in low time on ground, though. Low time on ground is funny because he was- 15 disposals. He was in halfway through the first quarter, wasn't he? Yeah, still, still, <laughs> still only managed the, what, 64% time on yeah, ground. Yeah, well, doesn't Did really right, trust looked, looked pretty good. He was fine. Looked comfortable. Um, Port made every player look good, though. Um, was he still on the still wall? Still on the wall. Yeah, still haven't replaced him yet. Yeah. Beautiful man. Um, but yeah, uh, Tom DeConing, going back to him, just hope he gets number one ruck. I'm not sure it's going to happen, though, that's all. Um, mm. On to the Port players. Um, Willem Drew just did a job on Sam Walsh, 92 points. He's a guy who could be B2P, but... Nah, he's just having a bad season. There's no way you can bring him back. But um, yeah. Willem Drew does this every now and then, depending on who he plays on and how he goes. But yeah. um, two up and down to rely on. Um, a guy, I guess, that did pique my interest a little bit was Xavier Dersma. Um, so he had 85 points, 22 touches playing on the wing. But because Port weren't using the ball very well by foot and they were kind of – every ball was just like a rush kick going forward. Towards the end, they were kind of just holding it up and just trying to not let Carlton score anymore and just trying to – concede you know not let the percentage kind of leak yeah and he got a lot on he was pushing really deep back and he was getting on the end of a lot of switches and things like that mm. i don't know if like i don't know if it's going to be this fruitful weekend when porter playing their natural game and trying to score and not just trying to stop the bleeding type yeah, thing just the nature of the game yeah exactly but there is a spot in the wing for him because bonner got dropped and dersma came in mm. um and bonner went ham in the twos I think it was 167 or something like that. Okay. In the two. So he might come straight back in. and Yeah. But anyway, that is a, it's a watch on Xavier Dersma is all I'm trying to say. All right. Watch Dersma. Watch Dersma. And watch his brother coming up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? I've seen his name in the uh, Nav League. Zane? Yeah. It's us with yeah. Z or something. Yeah. Um, uh, Kane Farrell has just been consistent last few weeks as well. 82 points. He's just finding more of the footy in recent weeks. Um, I think he's just warming to that halfback role a little more. Yeah. Um, I like him. Yeah. Absolutely. Going forward. Um, moving on to the Geelong Essendon game. Didn't see this and I didn't bother watching the replay because it looked like an absolute shit show. Yeah. But Grind Myers, now we've had the messy comparisons last week. <laughs> Grinal. What actually happened there? I didn't actually, like, I saw the fake, it was a fake qu- yeah. quote, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Somebody did, I can't, I don't know her, the origin or anything because yeah. I also wasn't kind of across it, but like, yeah, made somebody a, made somebody a quote made that looked it, very real. Somebody made a quote. 
um, up and then it got basically taken everywhere and went viral kind yeah. of thing. And so then, but then Gerard was like very upset with Please it. Please take it down. Kept, so he did the complete opposite of what you do and yeah. just started really talking about it all the time. Yeah. And then everyone and talked about it more. fuel to the fire and then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, um, well that's how it went. or Messi. Um, well, his run's been pretty good. So he's had three tons in a row. I will say three tons with an asterisk because the first one in round 16 was 98. It wasn't actually a ton, but mm. let's just call, round it up. Yeah, they played the Bombers, the Kangaroos, and the Swans. Yeah, though, there's which been have been a fair few nice performers yeah. for them. So, do you think that's an, just an easy run of matchups, or do you think he's actually turned a corner and he's this half forward connector, possession getter gun? Because he's not kicking huge numbers of goals in these games as well. He's getting a lot of touches. Yeah, I mean, time will tell. Yeah, the the possession count is the is the really good thing, I yeah. guess, to to see in there. And if he's coming up toward those stoppages and playing the high half forward, I probably haven't seen enough of the cats as well to to know exactly like if it's a role change or anything in the recent weeks. But the cats have just been in such good form and they're just smashing teams the last couple of weeks that you're like, mm, the, um, is it just matchups? The cats. This could be as funny as the Messi comparison. The uh, cat supporter in my league made the uh, Paul Chapman uh, comparison. <laughs> This week. Wow, so. okay. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. Hey, look, as long as he keeps it up. <laughs> we'll leave it yeah. there. So, yeah, could be uh, 2G for P soon. <laughs> Maybe. If he's the GOAT. <laughs> um, Zach Guthrie. The second of the GOATs, we'll move on the to the ZOAT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he had 97 points. He's actually had a good couple of weeks, but I think it might just be easy opposition plus like absolute landslide wins type thing. Geelong are actually looking quite dangerous, sitting fifth on the ladder. Remember we were riding oh, them yeah. off a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, they're looking awesome. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Um, one of your boys, Jack Bowes. Yeah, um, love me some Jack Bowes. He's been in your classic side this year. He's back in. <laughs> he's back he's in. Back in. <laughs> he's been in twice. <laughs> yep, um, he's back in. 78 points he scored, 80 last week. You'd take that from Bowes every day of the week, I reckon. Absolutely. It's Jack Bowes. I still think long-term he's going to be like a, a good... I don't know. I think he's going to lift his game over the next couple of years at the Cats. Like, I'm surprised he hasn't played more midfield. I thought that's kind of what they were going to try and get him to do. But, yeah, he's just playing that sweeper role, bit of halfback, bit of wing, and and um, thriving, I'd say. But he's generally just the 75 to 85 kind of guy at the moment. But that'll do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, Perfect. Um, He'll be on this podcast for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we look forward to talking about him each week, old yeah. Jackie Bowes. Nah, I think it's just kind of, um, it's just nice to actually see him play like a role that looks comfortable for him, like not in the yeah. midfield, not up forward, not doing weird things like that. I think you just need to sit him across half back and just let him do his thing for a while. The only issue is there's just so many of those types at, at Geelong as well. So mm. that's the other thing. Um, well, just one player I'll talk about, Nick Bryan, 91 points. Um, just good signs, but it was against lesser ruck opposition. I think Phillips is back next week because he was just suspended for a week. But he's just a player that when he's been given the number one ruck option has just done okay. So, yeah, you'd like to see him, uh, yeah, with yeah. the mantle for a full season somewhere. Yeah, yeah just get us traded somewhere and, like, you know, Lloyd Meek type situation. Maybe not that where you go to a club where there's another ruck, yeah. but somewhere where you can actually get an opportunity because he's just a player that kind of just looks so, looks capable at times. That's yeah. all. Swans or something. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Peter Laddams, I need to go big there. Yeah, Laddams, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, moving on to the GWS Crows game, that was a uh, that was an interesting match. Uh, I thought the Crows were going to get up there, and GWS um, yeah, yeah ran over the top in the end. Shout out to uh, Benny Keys. Um, did you see his disposal inside fifty that could have won on the game? Oh no! Nah. <laughs> Straight I, out of bounds on the fall. Yeah. Oh no, I did see that. <laughs> it was I a did. Shocker. I did. Um, yeah. Keep leg zone. Well, we love you still, Ben. But uh, yeah, you might want to work on that kick. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Uh, the Crows fans are feasting on that today on uh, 
on Twitter. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he survives. <laughs> do you think Keys is going to be um, just like, would your prediction be, do you think this was just a bit of an off um, fantasy scoring game for him playing a bit of a role or do you, do you think he's going to be back to the podcast soon? I don't think, well, I think we already brought him back this year and then we took him back off Yeah, because he was one yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a week, again, week to week proposition. Like when he gets like a job on say like a Nick Dacos or something where he's just in a, in the midfield all day. Cause he, cause the thing is he works so hard off his man as well. Like he's such a hard worker that once he gets a good role that kind of brings him into the guts, he can find the footy himself and kind of still be accountable. Mm. Um, and he is their main tagging guy, I guess, but it's whether they use that each week. Yeah. I don't know. And I just don't think they're going to like, it doesn't really suit their style of play the way they want to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially like given that like in those games, they might've wanted to stop a few players just because they were in the hunt for the finals. And like yeah. now, now it's kind of like they kind of need to have all guns blaring to I'm actually on the get fence. there. I'm on the fence of that one because yeah. he, he could easily just keep going on a tear. But yeah, yeah, a game it's a like this, you can, I really because I've actually brought him in this year in yeah, a trade so in my keeper league. In, in keep a league. trade, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just, just hoping he doesn't somewhere. fizzle out at the wrong time. But yeah, mm. anyway, still lots of centre bounces. Um, moving on to GWS players, um, Sam. Oh, I got Chase Jones. He's just Adelaide Oval specialist. I think you mentioned that last time. Yeah, the he's literally just every time at Adelaide Oval. Yeah. it's like. Stream him every plus. second week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Taylor has had two good scores in a row as well. Um, into my real form in real footy. And then I think the fantasy scores are just actually reflecting that. They were talking all Australian form. I haven't watched enough of him this year. Yeah, but, uh, he's, yeah he's a gun. Pretty handy player. Um, took six marks. I mean, he just has a good kick to handle ratio for a key defender as well because he can use the ball pretty well as well. Bit of a risky play in, the, in a you know fantasy, but... Yeah, one to look at. Probably good to have on your bench for cover if you need him um, here and there. Um, and I think Josh Fay was just interesting to mention, given that he scored twenty nine points from fifty percent time on ground. So he's the and kicked. Did he kick the sealer? Oh, did he? I wasn't watching. Uh, I think he was from, watching that yeah, closely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me, he did kick a goal, didn't he? I think it was the yeah. It was from the boundary to like win the game. No, like, okay. Uh, yeah. know, I think Kelly kicked that. I the might, first one. Must have missed that one. But yeah. Faye just popped it in to uh, seal the deal. Yeah, nice. Um, all right, let's move on to the North Melbourne game. A few players to talk about here. They played Hawthorne and went down, and a few of their fans are disappointed in that. Um, Aiden Core is the first one. So he had 102 po- points, and he came in for Griffin Logue. Um, played pretty well with 27 disposals. He's always a player that I've just noticed that for a oh, – they give him key defensive roles, but he's kind of like that third tall type really you'd probably use. Um, but he's got a decent leg for a taller player anyway, and they give him a lot of kick-ins when he plays. Yeah, like so. it's the fact that if Zeeble's out, like when Zeeble finally does actually get out, like because yeah. he was the sub again in this one, played yeah, half a game. and came in early, yeah. Yeah, played half a game again. But like, yeah, core especially when Zeeble's done, he's pretty much just like – gonna rack up a fair bit like yeah. that like the, that cheap pill down there yeah I think so as well like he'll have to do defensive jobs and that'll yeah. just kill him every second third week but there'll be games where you might be able to use him as a loophole option or something like yeah. that so I like the glove too <laughs> always a plan of a play with the glove yeah. um well, this guy's actually got goat in his uh, surname, oh, yeah. so Josh Goater. Um, I know Kay's a big fan of Goater. Isn't yes, he? well, he, yeah. I think he just priest at the live show. Kay's couldn't join us, so he made a video, and he had Josh Goater in his breakout candidates yeah, for this year. Yeah, there you so, go. Um, but eighty one points kind of took us back to what we saw in his first game, um, which was the end of last year. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just good to see him back in the side. I want to see him do it again. 
Um, cause there's just so many variables that can happen in that North Melbourne defense. Like does Zeeble just come in there and, you know, or does they t- stick Sheasel forward and things like that. Like there's so many variables as to what happens back there. Does Aaron Hall come back in? Cause he was in like yeah, hot form as well in the nah, BFL. Nah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I think they're done with Hall now. I mean, if they're done, if they're just about done with Zeeble, they're done with Hall. True. Well, Josh Goder anyway, um, definitely a stash for the future, regardless of what happens this year, but hopefully he can put yeah. up a few good scores in a, in a row and kind of really show us what he's made of. Anyone that's looking like they're going down in that, North Melbourne defence is is a uh, option for the future. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. I guess Tristan Cherry uh, had seventy five points. Um, one thing I've noticed because Kays was um, preaching his um, oracle calls today on the group chat for bringing Ivan Soldo into his classic team. Yeah. Last week, um, and he was like, "Well, Soldo's going to go massive against Hawthorne." I actually, so I actually did some research in this because I've got a spreadsheet that works it out. Hawthorne are actually a pretty tough team for rucks. Not surprising um, considering the mammoth Reeves yeah, out there. They play two, and they play two rucks as well. One of the few teams that do it, which kind of like they get a rest, I guess, and they can kind of work off a bit as well. The only team that's the only player that's actually scored big against them in the last five weeks was Kieran Briggs, who had ninety five. But that was the week that um, Meek didn't play. Yeah, as well right. so yeah. every the next best score is like 82 from wits or something like that so mm. just an interesting one yeah people are a bit disappointed in cherry this week especially if they picked him up in classic and stuff Had like that zero marks yeah, yeah that, you're never going to score well yeah exactly zero but marks. again hawthorne yeah. hawthorne their rucks kind of work them over a little bit so just yeah. don't be too just worried beware. with that um another thing is just beware the eddie ford tag yeah <laughs> well yeah i think you brought in sicily as well yeah, in the classic yeah, yeah, yeah. same yeah it's a rough ass i think even Sicily said it in the post-game interview. He was like, it'd be nice if someone wasn't sitting on me all day. So. Yeah. He, you, oh, you could tell he was pissed and he wasn't interested in going and getting the ball either. Yeah, like, he's, he's like, just this, like, this is fucked. He's just like, we're winning. Like, I don't yeah. need to go do this. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are you doing, bro? Like, it's a bit annoying, yeah. yeah. But um, so yeah, Eddie Ford, uh, yeah. He's probably the most hated man in the country. Yeah. <laughs> Connor McDonald and Josh Ward, I'm just throwing them in together and I'm going to make them both too good for the podcast because they're both gun kids. They're 88 points and 87 respectively. They both had three 80 plus scores in a row. Um, Both are going to be guns. So just piss them off. Don't need to talk about it each week. Um, Too good for the podcast, those two kids. Yeah, Jets. Um, Chad Wingard, 81 points. He was live without forward. He had six marks but didn't kick a goal. So he was just playing a little bit further up the ground. So just encouraging don't love it, but forwards are scarce at times, and he is a gun when he's on. So it's just been so so long since we've seen they, his best. And they all. have. Oh, am I thinking of the right player? Do they have a solid run coming up, or no? I it's think. Not oh, I don't bad. know. I think it was for defenders. I think they do because everyone's talking okay. about Sicily's run. Yeah. So it might be all right because I think they've got Richmond this week. I know that, which is certainly worst. won me some big games, old Chad Wingard in fantasy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just like he, does if he kicks thing. a bag or whatever, yeah. or takes a few grabs. Yeah, but um, just want to look at if he's like, he's probably on a few waiver wires. That's all. So because he's yeah. um, been down a bit. Um, and then Jack Scrimshaw, I just wanted to know, he had 81 points. It was good to see him do this with Sicily in the side because we've been saying like when Sicily comes back, he could be cooked. But because um, he's been scoring pretty well, yeah. But um, Sicily was kept pretty quiet, so I don't think we can actually get a proper gauge on that yeah. as well. Um, onto your West Coast Eagles. How do you feel as a West Coast fan, Dossie? Mighty Eagles. It's funny because like everyone's so devastated. I'm. I love a rebuild. Yeah, you kind <laughs> of called it, it. You called it like at the start of last year that you were done type of thing as well. Yeah, I called it very I, early. I was I was mentally prepared very yeah, early yeah. for this. So I think you. Yeah, I was like I was kind of shocked that we were still kind of like at the time that we were as a club still saying no, we're you know we're okay, yeah. we're still posi- you know they were still kind of comp- saying they were competing. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I actually to be honest, I like a bit of fresh blood. I'm looking forward to the draft picks. I love a good rebuild in in a fantasy 
team. Like my keeper leagues, that's one thing I really like doing is rebuilding yeah, that. Yeah. So you're gonna get some seeing that in my real team. I'm Hewitt looking forward like to done, it. So yeah, like, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be fun for like to actually watch when some of yeah. those kids start coming through. I like, think about like Crow supporters where they were a couple of years ago in 2020 and how f- I guess they probably pissed off right now for the last few weeks. But how fun it's actually been watching them players yeah, come through and stuff it. like that. A bit of fresh blood yeah, is always exactly. fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's easy for the neutral though as well. Well, it's especially it's a lot easier when you've also won a flag recently and you're just like, yeah. well, we won the flag. Like yeah. we, they, they've got a bit of leeway. Yeah, you've reached the them out and you've felt, you know you tumbled to the bottom. Now you're yeah. building your way back up. But anyway, Tommy Cole. Tommy <laughs> Cole. <laughs> so you started with him in classic this year. That's how much you loved him. Um, he just looked like the only way way I could describe it was just ferocious in defence. Yeah. Like, he looked like he was yeah. trying his ass off back there. Oh, dude, I love Tommy Cole. <laughs> well, you're here, ninety seven points. I'll let you talk about him. Talk up Tommy Cole, Premiership player Tommy Cole. Just <laughs> did he an play in that play, did he? Yeah, I did dude. not know that. Yeah, yeah, Tommy Cole. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> no, look, up. I just love the way he goes about it, and I actually think like when I was kind of thinking of him as a fantasy player this year, I was looking at all these times that he was playing, and he was super young in, in a team that needed him to lock down at the time yeah so my thinking going forward is that you know it's tommy cole's time to shine like he's still only i think 26 yeah yeah um and look i I feel like he's gonna have a bit more license and earlier in the season he wasn't getting that because he was having to lock down we didn't have any of these you know our tall timbered back there to really do it and tommy cole's deceptively tall so he can kind of play in the in between if we've got our tall stocks back there, like Tommy Cole can go loose like this. He only played 67% time on ground and had 20 touches and eight marks with five tackles, as you say, with that ferociousness. So, <laughs> look, I could spend a lot of time on Tommy Cole, but yeah, great to see him out there and great to see him carving up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one we're talking about, I guess he's been in the media a bit lately, um, is Andrew Gaff, because uh, he was dropped this week and came on as the sub. But then looked like he was actually playing for his career when he came on and absolutely racked them up. Yeah, he did really well. So do you think do you think he's going to be the sub again or do you think he's earned his spot back on the side? Because there's a lot of owners out there that picked him up on the cheap this year expecting like an 80-ish average. I think if the idea for dropping him was to get him back in form, you can't drop him after that. Yeah, because he was one of our be- better players. Yeah, it did so, look like he was finding a bit of form. There. Yeah, so like if the whole point was for that, but if they if they really just don't want to play him and they're trying to, you know, get some fresher blood in there, but I, I doubt it. I think he'll just play this week. Like he, he really, like you said, was kind of playing for his career there a bit and and showed that he's still got it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess one of the most talked about players um, this week from a maybe I don't know maybe in classic I don't really know. Ivan Soldo coming in yeah. for uh, Nankervis, who's suspended, kind of a cheaper um, forward slash ruck option if you need one. Um, 107 points. Could he be a play with Nank out? And is there any way in hell he survives the next two week after the next two weeks when Nank does come back? Um, to answer the second part, there is a there is a sniff that he could do that, if, but I feel like it's almost like what we've just seen with with Gorn and Grundy, not comparing Nank to to those guys. But like, there's something to be said with just having that one dominant ruckman and, and having someone that's a forward with forward craft. And yeah. I don't know if Soldo is like you know a gun enough forward to stay in the squad for the short term for the next couple of weeks. Is he out for another two, Nank? I think yeah, he's got two games. After yeah, this, so he'll more. he'll be okay for the next two and. Oh, what's their matchups like? Um, so I think we said it was Hawthorne this week. So that's a tough one. We yeah, like about you just rucks. said that's a tough one. Yeah, it's so that no no ruck has really gone big against Hawthorne in the last five weeks. Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah, look, I, I mean, yeah. What, are you talking classic or Well, because he's, he's- Well, a few people are just doing it. Well, sorry, people in my league are doing it. I'm not sure. They're not the most switched on players, mm. but um, so they're definitely classic. But we're talking keeper anyway. Um, would you pick it like- Would you encourage picking him up off the waiver wires like now if he's available just to play as a forward for the next few weeks? And yeah. If you're like a Sean Darcy owner, yeah. Yeah, true. But, Ruck as well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, given that he's got forward status, probably adds a yeah. little bit of extra value there. Yeah, and a, couple, well. and a stream a couple of weeks. But yeah, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I don't think after the next two weeks he's going to be relevant at all. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, maybe if he finds- Like if he's got any interest in moving elsewhere, I think he has shown that he can shoulder the full ruck load and do really well though. And it, like earlier in the year when he played against- um, Wits. Yep. He played really well for the half a game before getting injured as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I think he, he's he's not done himself any disservice with the way he's playing anyway. No, that's for sure. He had a good game. Um, all right. That brings us to the end of the most relevant players of the week. Uh, let's talk about the membership. Um, so, yeah, if you want to support this podcast, uh, you can do so by becoming a member. Um, basically, members are the reason I can do this uh, every week going forward. Um, we're going to have some – well, the off-season is coming up, really. And that's when we do our best work, Dossie. Um, busy time, eh? Very busy time. It's it's kind of good because it's spread out. You know, you've got a, you know, you've got your finals, then you've got your trade period. So we do a podcast on the trade period, um, or bonus podcast mm. for the members on the trade period, and then we do a, the draft comes along. So we do all the draft research for the players there, it's and the then funnest time for especially for your keeper leagues, yeah, like absolutely. just planning out your next move. Yeah. Like if you've just won the flag, trying to retool, if, you, if yeah. you're like rebuilding completely, like I just said, yeah. just researching those draft players, like you're saying. Or if you just own one of those players, like for example, last year, if you're a Will Brody owner, like getting yeah. traded, you know, gives a new opportunity, that sort of stuff. But anyway, we've got heaps of uh, content that comes out in the off season just for our members um, about all that sort of stuff. So it's probably the time of year to get signing up if you want to have access to that. Um, but for the rest of the season, we'll also give you our CBA numbers, kick-in numbers, State League fantasy scores, and you also get access to the breakout tracker as well. Uh, Dossie, do you have the 10 gold members up in front of you? I just do now, yep. yep. Do you want to read, read them out? Yeah, yep. thanks very much to Thomas Plunkett. Andrew Kieran, Steve Greenwood, Philip Antonopoulos, Matt Pettit, Sam Newman, Joel Proctor, Brendan Davis, Ryan Robertson, Joshua Flavel, and of course, Mitchell Swan. Thank you very much to those gold members, the lifeblood of this podcast that keep it going each week. All right, let's get on to the listener questions and wrap it up. There's only a few here to get through. Dossie. I need one to- oh, I'll do it at the end. All right, cool. Um- at MDub18, uh, after winning the flag last year, currently sitting 18-0, and zero, um, do you l- lose the last game before finals on purpose to avoid the undefeated season, all season, only to lose the grand final tag? Nah, come on. I think I'm not. I went back <laughs> nah. to um. I went back to uh, Ultimate Footy today because you can still see the history in some of your leagues. Mm. And I think it was 2019. I reckon I went undefeated all year and lost the grand final. Yeah, but you, like <laughs> imagine going through the whole year and then winning the grand final. You can't have that negative mindset. Yeah, true. But um, win but yeah. every game. Yeah, yeah go true. for the go for the undefeated record and then the granny win. That'd just be elite. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit more of a superstitious kind of person. I think it's good to. So you're like, taking the L. Yeah, take it. Like, what's the what's the point? It's <laughs> just like you're gonna finish nah. top. Doesn't matter. Take Come the L now. Get the uh, bad nah. juju off the back. No. Nah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, <laughs> at AFL underscore FF says Hollywood Hef uh, and Hollywood Doss, I guess. Um, mm. 18-team league, 19 players per squad, and we do this five to six at the end of the season. Um, love some ruck advice on who to keep slash trade. So, Cherry, 
I'll be keeping that guy. Oh, keep 100%. He's going to be the number one guy at North Melbourne yeah, next he's year. He's probably going to be like a top five scoring yeah, rock. Yeah, he'll be a 90 plus. Very soon. Peter Laddams. Would you keep or trade? Damn. He's a fantasy ruckman. Like, the thing is, he's just not a great- But who are you going to- yeah, He's not as great as football. trade him to? I'd keep, I'd keep him for backup. Yeah, like, if Cherry goes down like he's shown 18, this year, 19, you could do a lot worse than Laddams. The only issue is you're probably going to have Laddams and Cherry out at the same time, most likely. But when Laddams is fit, he's definitely a fantasy ruckman. It's just that he's not a great actual ruckman in real life type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he's got Draper and Brian, so we could go the handcuff there. But also, like, Draper is, n- like, not fit at the moment. And Brian is only going to only played when there was um, uh, a suspension. I'm going to say get rid of trade Draper and Brian and keep Cherry and Laddams. Yep, I'm with you. Yeah, that's what I do. Although I'd, I'd, yeah, almost roll the, like- if you don't have faith in Laddams, I I wouldn't be against holding Draper. Just, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Either know. of those two are fine. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, if they ever decide to roll Draper as a solo ruck, then yeah, yeah. he might even be even the more The thing relevant. is they tried it and he just, it didn't go very well. But it, again, Still, yeah. he's, yeah, again, developing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's, I'm happy with that. The thing is like, what's hard this year, especially moving to um, the AFL Fantasy platform, and I'm, I'm kind of on board it now, but the no utilities, meaning you can only play one ruck which means your backup ruck is so kind of pointless and useless. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't want to have a good one, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's kind of a waste of currency on your bench. Like I've had a, We've had a guy who's got Tim English and um, Sean Darcy in the same side and he's just held both of them all year. Like, and Because the only reason was he doesn't want to make his opponents stronger, so he's just kept them both. I actually <laughs> traded Nank in my keeper league because I managed to pick up Briggs and I was yeah. like, well- Look, yeah, uh, use the currency. What am I doing yeah, with that? And, you know, use the one that actually has currency because nobody's going to pay for someone that you've got off the wire. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm 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 big on that because yeah, and you might as well just have you know Briggs and Matt Flynn going forward, and yeah. it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we do. Um, AFL fantasy cues. Um, Long term, who holds defender status and who has the best scoring potential? All right, so Weddle, he'll hold defender status. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah. He's on the half-back line, so I think he's fine. He's um, a gun. He is a gun. And I think he has good fantasy potential. Does he have more fantasy potential than Seamus Mitchell, though, who's the next person on the list? Yeah, I think so. I just think his ceiling's higher. And, like, where will Weddle play eventually? Could he be, like, an, an inside mid? His burst speed's just Yeah, he's a taller level. type, though, as well. So, I don't know. Could even play like that. I don't know. He could play the interceptor role quite well. So, mm. I don't know. Um, well, the, yeah, we'll go through the names. So, Weddle, Mitchell, I think that must be Dylan Williams, um, Patrick Parnell, and Darcy Wilmot. So, who's the best? Who is like, if you had to keep, if you could only keep one of those players, who do you keep? Weddle. You keep Weddle? Yeah. I like Seamus Mitchell. Seamus Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, one of those two. I think Dylan Williams is more like, He's a good player, like a solid player, but I don't think he's ever going to be a fantasy superstar. Paddy Parnell just gets injured every time he goes near the ball because he's so tiny. Yeah. And Darcy Wilmot's going to probably be a winger and lose. I really like status. Wilmot. So and, and he's what he's 19 as well. But yeah, yeah. now Weddle for me has just shown enough that like he's got potential star. Yeah, he's a like, guy. He's a potential star. Yeah, I'm just going Mitchell on the actual scoring this year, but I do agree his ceiling might be limited too. Um, at Russ with a bunch of numbers. Uh, what's going on with Walsh? Can he get back to 105 average this year? Not this year, I don't think. Um, contemplating taking a punt on trading him for an older 110 mid to try and get the flag. His current mids are Oliver, Kelly, Parrish, Sarong, Anderson, Warner, and Walsh. 
uh, you've got to win a flag in midfield, surely, aren't you? <laughs> like, that's pretty beast midfield. I just, I wouldn't want to trade Walsh at his lowest, like. Yeah, exactly. He's you're not going to get, you know, he's yet. like one of the best keepers going around. I know, I know he's in a, he's not in the form you'd hope for at the moment. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about on, on the podcast today and like Holmesy made a really good point in that he's just handled kick ratios just completely changed. They're using him differently. He's just used, he's being used on the inside to feed it out yeah, at the yeah. moment. Things could change, like yeah, and quickly. he's been and he's like had back surgery and he's been injured, like exactly. so he's probably not like he's yeah. nowhere near his best as well. I really wouldn't want to trade him, but if you're desperate for the flag and you can, it depends what sort of 110 oh, no. looking, mid you'd be able to find. Looking like, at this, oh, no, you'd be able to trade. Like, I don't who know. could you get for the, that? Would that yeah. you'd be comfortable going forward with? Yeah, would like would you trade a Jack Steele for him or something like that? That's probably the type of trade you're going to get back. Jeez, and it's not. I'm, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but like, look at that midfield. Oliver Kelly, Paris, Sarong, Anderson, Warner, and Walsh is your worst. Like, who cares? Yeah. With that midfield, you're yeah. going to win five flags. Like, it doesn't matter. Just hold on to all of them. And if he doesn't come this year, don't be impatient. You'll get one with a midfield like that, 100%. When the trades, like, lock off for people? Well, ours, is like, ours was last week. Yeah, it yeah, must be so, soon. Yeah, so I think it depends what you set it to. But yeah, we always do as a few weeks out from finals, just so they can't have the... I oh, know, I'm a big I'm a big fan of... Um, doing as early as possible when every team's still in contention. Yeah. So you don't have a fire sale at one club and it yeah. completely decides the grand final. Whereas like our commissioner Kays, he just loves trading. So he's like, hold off for as long as possible. Yeah. So it depends on what your commission does. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, Richard Eliadis um, wants to us to explain what's going on with Sam Berry. Um, in a keeper where you keep 23, would you keep him over the likes of Rainer, Pickett, Zerha for next year? Well, what's going on with him? Um, he doesn't suit their game style, really. Um, yep. They're playing too fast, quick and ferocious. I think why he was good last year is because they were very much a contested side with their midfield. And it's kind of why Lair's not been as good as well because it was like tackle, um, tackle, ball up, tackle, ball up. Yeah, like they were kind focusing of focusing on their defense before yeah, working exactly. in their offense. And yep. they've brought in the guys like Rankin who are like yep. just there for their playing speed. Playing in the midfield, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, so, he just doesn't suit their game plan. Do I see him getting a game? Like, same, like, same reason why Matt Crouch can't get a game and all those kind of guys. They just, yep. they just don't suit um, the team. I like Zerha as a bit of a longer-term prospect. I'd, I'd probably I'd keep Zerha over um, Sam Berry next season. Yeah. The weird one's Rainer because, like, at his best, he still looks like he could be anything, but yeah. he just, he's it, – just not consistent at all. Just doesn't have a consistent role, really. Yeah. That's the issue. Um, and Richie96 asks, uh, will Bergman return to the wing next year if Port lands some key defenders? Um, E.g. Rat. I don't know who he's talking about there. Um, or is he going to um, be this lockdown interceptor now? Um, I don't think... Like, even if he does return to the wing, like is that is that fruitful for fantasy? Like I think the issue with Bourbon is he's just an outside player. He, I know he does play a bit taller, can take some intercept marks and stuff like that, but Port don't have a fantasy-friendly game plan for defenders. None of our defenders actually score well except for Houston who's on a tear, but traditionally like he hasn't even been that super impressive. Mm. And wingers are just gross in fantasy in general anyway. So I just think Bergman's probably like, while I love him, while I think he's a very good player, I just don't think he's the fantasy type, really. I think he will be. You think uh, I don't be? know. Yeah, just from what we saw, like what we've seen in patches. But we haven't seen like any like huge ceiling scores from him. We've seen good 70s and solid 80s for a few weeks and then drop away. We haven't seen like big, big ceiling scores I from know, him. I know, but they're like, 
as much as you, you know, not a fan of the coach, Port's a very good side right now. And like, you know, for instance, we saw on yeah. the weekend. Thanks to Josh Carr. But anyway. Josh <laughs> <laughs> Carr. Thanks to like, but on if you look at, you know, Houston has a monster game on the weekend because Port struggled and they're looking to hold the ball a bit more in the, in the yeah. back line. So I do think that's those sort of, you know, game plan factors and success at the moment are playing into his ability to not get off the leash at the moment. Yeah, but yeah. I uh, think I think he'll be fine long term. I'm yeah. a big fan. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a Bergman truth. If I oh, know, I know. If he um, if we change coach down the track or something like that, I just think like our current game plan just doesn't lend points to defenders. And I also just say wingers in general don't score that well. Like they've shown that they're willing to mix up their midfield mix. He he got flagged this year yeah, for being a potential inside mid. Yeah, yeah. So that's not off the cards now. He's still 20, like 20, yeah. 21 years old. And he's re-signed like, as well. So he's Exactly. Around, so yeah. I actually wouldn't, yeah, I just, I'm just not off him as a prospect, as, an, as a fantasy gun. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just don't know if it'll be next year. That's all. Mm. Um, anything else you want to add there, Dossie, before we wrap this up? Yeah, a huge watch and a huge if you if you're a rebuilding team especially, um, and you're looking to pick up some saviour off the wire right now. If Elijah Sardis is available, just get him right now. Stash him away, hold him now because he'll get selected. Whether it's this week, whether it's next week, it's going to happen this year. Um, he's going to play. He's been. I think the Bombers best on in the twos for the last two weeks. He's had 35 touches and 31 touches the last couple. Yeah. Looking at your fantasy analysis on the keeperleaguepod.com.au if you're a gold member, I believe. Or if he was one of the be- better fantasy prospects. 115 fantasy points um, in his draft year. Great kick to handball ratio, but just racks up. Like More of an outside guy. type though, isn't he? He loves a mark. Yeah. yeah. In, in his draft year, he had seven, you know, he averaged seven marks and one tackle yeah. a game. Yeah. But like the Bombers will be able to use him as a player in there and man he, he's going to be a gun yeah. so just get him while you can because you won't be able to get him once people can once people see him play in the AFL you ain't going to get him the footage um, the footage I saw he does look impressive my concern with him is like super deep midfield I can see him like replacing Durham on a wing type thing mm-hmm. no, no problems but like wingers I just don't like in fantasy but Hopefully, he just becomes an inside midfielder, gets some inside time as he goes on, because he is a gun. He will get time in the yeah. mid, yeah. He is a gun. Um, oh, another, speaking of those scores, Harvey Gallagher, my boy, who I preach about every single week. I actually talked about Sardis on the Waverwire podcast today. Great. And, and Harvey yep. Gallagher, too. Um, had his first ton playing for Footscray. Mm. The reason why I love this kid, and I mentioned him last week because um, someone was asking, how do you rebuild a side um, when you've got no, no currency? And I just said, try to get like players that no one knows about that yeah. could pop type thing. Um Harvey Gallagher had his first 100. He was a forward for the first uh, first half of the NAB League. The last five rounds, they chucked him on a halfback flank and didn't go under 140 for like five weeks straight. Wow. And then he's, I saw a highlight for him playing footscray last week and he just did super impressive run from like halfback and kicked a goal. And now okay. he's turned up this week. So have a think about him as well in your stashes for next season. Don't know if he gets a game this year, but I think he's going to be a fantasy gun going Sweet. forward. Sweet. Love that one. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, Dossie, you want to plug the pod pod? You want to plug yourself? Get around Dossie on Twitter. I want to plug Smug Chicken. Oh, okay. Smug Chicken again. How is Smug Chicken going? Smugchicken.com. Slow going at the moment, but uh, we're on a bounce back. We're yep. going to be putting a bit more time in the off season. For those so. people who don't know what Smug Chicken is, just to give it a bit of a rundown. Look, if you like your wordles, if you like your word game, your daily word games, go give Smug Chicken a go using the latest cutting edge 
in AI art generation. We create new images every day. You get to guess those images. Plus, we have a haiku round as well. Been playing a bit of the haiku. Yeah, the chat GPT. We generate some haikus in chat GPT. Everyone knows chat GPT. All your students would know that at school, mate, for their homework. Do they ever? Um, So, yeah, jump on smokechicken.com. Give it a go. Yeah, it is good fun if you haven't played it. Um, Very addictive uh, game. Um, But, yeah, that wraps up the show. If you want to get around us, uh, head to Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Keep League Pod on all of those socials. Uh, also, get around our sponsors, Game Day Squad 2, while you're at it. And if you want to support the podcast, please sign up as a member. Anyways, that wraps it up for another week. Thanks, Dossie, for joining us. Thanks for having me, Hef. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. See you next week. Bye.